praying to the Lord for our congregation. And I believe that God's heard me. Your future will, determine, will depend on your desire. What happens in your life financially, if you are part of this church, will depend on your desire, your dream, where you want to go, if you are satisfied with what you have. I am so confident of this God, and I know God is, that if you desire, whatever you desire, like I've been speaking weeks back, if you desire it and you begin to put into practice some of the things that I'll be sharing with you, all of them as much as you can, I guarantee you things will change in your life. I know that. I know that without a doubt. Things will change in your financial life. Things will change. Father, I just ask that you speak to us today. Minister to us from your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Question is whether or not God cares about your financial security. And if he cares about your financial security, if we can determine that he really cares, some people are not sure if God really cares. But if we can show you from the word of God that he really wants you to be financially secure, and you're satisfied with that, then the next question is, is he going to help me? Is he willing to help me to get to the place where I am financially secure? And we want to know that. Yes, God is interested in helping anyone to be financial, financially secure. But is he willing to help me to get to a place where I can know without a doubt that I am financially secure? And then if we can know that he is willing... To do that for us, then the third question is, how can I commit him to my life to get me to the place where I am financially secure? Because if God wants me to be financially secure, he didn't start that today. He's always been that way. If God is willing to get me to a place where I can be financially secure. He didn't start today. He's always been that way. His will has always been that for your life. But how do I commit him to my desire to be financially secure? So these are the questions we'll be answering these three weeks. And we're not just reaching out to those that you are inviting. I am, by the grace of God, speaking to our congregation. And I believe that as you believe these things, and as you act on them by faith, you will walk on water. It's a miracle. Your water will be turned into wine. That's the God we serve. This is not a religious thing. I hate religion. 
This is a relationship with a God that is all-powerful, that you and I agree that there is nothing that's impossible with him. He is able to take you and put you to the top. He is able to do that. All he's asking is for us to know and believe who has come into our life. And, and if you're here this morning and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, you cannot get into this. I thank God for the young people. I pray that these young people, if you're here, you listen closely. It's like Wiley said this morning, and thank you, Brother Wiley, you really ministered to us this morning. Why did it take so long, God? Why did I have to find out so late? But you guys are blessed. That's why John said, God is speaking to those young people. He says, you're strong. You can go after it from your youth. And nothing can stand in your way. Put those principles out of you. So we want to know, without a doubt, does God care about my financial security? If he cares and I'm his child, why am I in this situation? First thing that you need to understand is to know and settle, down, settle it in your heart, the nature of the Father. Because the Bible tells us God has no change. He is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. From the day of creation, before man fell, God has always been the same. He has not changed. His desires have not changed. They are still the same. When God created Adam, you can immediately see his heart for mankind, and that has never changed. God Almighty planted a garden. He could have spoken the garden into being. But he carefully planted a garden for his man to live in. You can imagine in your own mind how beautiful that garden was. And the garden had everything. If Adam had not sinned, he would have lived forever in that garden and the garden would supply all of his needs. That was God's heart from the beginning. And God has not changed. He is still the same towards mankind today. And the proof of it is he came down himself to get us back and to bring us back into the garden. He is not changed. He is his will for you on the earth. And I'm going to show you from the word of God that that's what he wants to do. He wants you on the earth to be financially secure. Notice I didn't say I become a millionaire. There are millionaires supposedly that are hurting really bad. They are not secure. Amen. But he'll give you financial security. And with it, security in every area of life. Because you're not depending on your finances. He's serving you. Amen. Let me show you what God says about his people. Look, God's people need to wake up. 
we really need to wake up. I believe this with all of my heart. And I believe that God will demonstrate it. And he is demonstrating it. With my family, this is just the beginning. I really believe that with all of my heart. Let me show you what God says about you. What he wants you to say. And I'll tie it to the message last week. Amen? What we were talking about. Listen to what God says. Let them, that's uh, Psalm 35 verse 27. Let them shout for joy. That's children of God. Let them shout for joy and be glad. Who favor my righteous curse? Did you hear the word of prophecy this morning? You favor his righteous cause. What's his righteous cause? To bring people to himself, to God. You favor it. You're, you're giving to, towards it. You are putting your feet to work, your hands to work, to favor is righteous cause he said if you are that kind of person shout for joy shout for joy let them shout for joy and be glad why and he says let them say sometimes is that what it says let them say continually as you shout for joy god says say with your mouth Continually, let the Lord be magnified, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his people. Amen. He says you should be saying that. Shout for joy and be glad and constantly say, God, I magnify you. Because I know, don't stop saying it, because I know you have pressure in my prosperity. Amen. Because already told you, when you are not prospering, God's pleasure is not fulfilled. In the word, God said this morning, I have needs, right? That was the message. I have needs also. His needs is for his pleasure to be fulfilled. And part of that flesh, ple- uh, pleasure is for you to prosper if you have his righteous curse in your heart. You favor it. God says, say it continually. That means it will never cease. It's from glory to glory. As you prosper, that's the God that is speaking to you. And he's telling you this morning, say it with your mouth. Be glad because if you're down today, as you keep saying it, you will begin to receive his pleasure. Your financial security. Amen. That's in the scriptures. And Jesus said, the scriptures cannot be broken. The scriptures cannot be broken. God watches over his words to perform it. So I know I will not know and you shouldn't know poverty. Because when you are poor, his pleasure is not fulfilled. 
He takes pleasure. God enjoys when you prosper. Amen. He enjoys it. He's pleasurable to him when you are doing well. He's pleasurable to him when you have financial security. As a child of God and you're facing his kingdom, you're working for his kingdom, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Let's believe our God. Amen. That's the way we honor him. Yes. Your situation may be down today, but you just found a secret. Amen. You just found a secret. And it's in your mouth. Amen. Speak it continually. You think you can ever magnify the Lord God continually with your mouth? Because you're saying to him, I know you take pleasure in my prosperity. And God will ignore that. Oh, no. No. He'll give you prosperity. Amen. This is going to be so interesting. Amen. Because many times we talk about labor. I'm going to tell you about, talk to you about two kinds of labor. You need both of them to be truly prosperous. That may be next week. <laughs> That's to invite you back. <laughs> you need two kinds of labor for you to truly prosper. If you depend on one without the other, you won't see prosperity. If you get it, before long it's gone. It won't be perpetual. It will not be eternal. You need both of them. But what I want to do this morning is to help you realize that God has been waiting for you to be financially secure. <laughs> you think you have been waiting for God? You are life. He's not been giving him pleasure. Amen. He wants you to be financially secure. Those are not my words. These are his words. I, Isaiah chapter 48, verse 17. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer. Is he your Redeemer this morning? Can I hear you say that? God is my Redeemer. And you mean it from your heart? Jesus is your Redeemer. God, your Redeemer, is speaking to you. Those serve the Lord, your Redeemer. This is your Redeemer, the one who saved you. If you are born again, He's speaking to you this morning. The Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you to what? To profit. I want you to know that. That's what God is saying. I'm speaking to you. I am going to teach you to profit. So that you can be financially secure. And give me pleasure. Amen. Poverty is not righteousness. Amen. I think Christians should confess it as sin. 
God forgive me. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. He says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. How are we saved? How are we saved? For by grace are we saved. By faith. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich or without sin, Yet for your sakes he became poor or died for your sins. But he's talking about poverty, right? So he also took what? Your poverty. That us through his poverty might become what? Exactly. So rich is not a dirty word. Rich is not a four-letter word. That's God's word. You see, we reign only in the kingdom of God by the knowledge that God is giving to us. You don't want to lean, like Pastor Andy read this morning, lean on your own understanding of what Christianity is like. You lean on God's own understanding. You trust in what God says. Not how you feel, not what they think, or what the theologians say is what the word of God says. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't just depend on your education. That's important. Don't just depend on the things that you can do. That's important and we're coming to that. But you need to go beyond that. And believe the promise of God. And see how God will in the natural bring you to your place of destiny. Amen? God will do that. So if Jesus is dying for my poverty, is that not what the scripture says to us? He was rich, or you can take it, he was without sin. He died for our sins, right? He was rich, and then he became poor, dying with poverty, so that you and I can become rich according to the word of God. Don't get religious on this. Why don't you just accept the word of God? He said only those who accept those, the word that can receive the benefit of the word. You don't lean on your understanding. So understand that. The key thing. Two things. You must be first a covenant person. Be first a covenant person. And then know the workings of the covenant. Two things. You must be a covenant person. That means you have to be born again first. You see, God on the earth depends alone on his covenant. He walks with man based on covenant. Nothing matters to God on the earth except his covenant and his covenant people. That's all that matters to God on the earth. In Israel, 
the only nation that mattered to God in the Old Testament was the Jews, the Israelites. God seemed to care less about what's going on elsewhere in the world. He focused on the Jews, the Israelites. They were his covenant people. He will bring kings down for their sake. If they rebel, he'll cause farming and everyone around will suffer. Why? Because he's unhappy with his people. That was all he was concerned about. His people. God's covenant people. That's all God cares about. And in fact, he's told us in the world, that's the only thing that matters to God on the earth today. God could care less about anything else that's happening on the, in the world except his people. We heard in Sunday school, he says, I don't pray for the world. That Jesus said that, John chapter 17. He said to his father, I'm not praying for the world. I'm praying for those that you have given to me. Can you imagine the savior of the world saying he's not praying for the world? Only for his people? That's all God's concerned about, the children of God. If you are a covenant person, God's eyes are focused on you just like he protected the Jews, comforted them, provided for them. Every child of God, a covenant person, God has full, you have his full attention on your life. You may not know it. That's why if you are a covenant person, learn to stay close to the master. So that you can receive covenant blessings. Covenant blessings. Let me show you scripture. Because the whole creation. If you read in Romans chapter 8 verse 19. And I'm reading from the New Century Version. Everything God made is waiting with excitement. For God to show his children's glory completely all creation is waiting with excitement for your life god wants your glory to be revealed and the creation is waiting for your glory to be revealed everything that's been created by god is waiting for you see how special you are we don't realize that Everything, every element, every atom responding to what's happening in your life. Amen. Working and to bring God's pleasure in your, into your life. So you have to be a covenant person. There is power in the covenant of God. And once you know the covenant, you know you are a covenant person, the next thing to do is to know the workings of the covenant. Because it is how great your covenant work is that is going to be to determine how prosperous you are in God. So you need to understand how the covenant works. You see, it is God's mind to beautify those who come to him. He wants to beautify your life. Please give me Romans chapter um, 8 verse 30. 
Romans chapter 8 verse 30. Romans 8 verse 30. It says, Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. When God brings you to himself, he wants to complete his glory in your life. He wants to beautify you. Why? So that the world can see. And they see what's going on in your life and come after him. I was reading a story back in uh, from my nation, Nigeria. There was a Muslim man who, was, who had a neighbor who was so poor he could hardly feed himself. And he noticed that this guy started going to this one particular church. And he watched him go back and forth he knew he was a Muslim, he was just observing. And before long, this guy was talking about buying land. And he wondered, wow, this guy who couldn't feed himself, now he's talking about buying the land. This was in Lagos, if you know what that is. <laughs> Lands are not cheap in, cheap in Lagos, Nigeria. And I, I'm sure God was drawing this fellow. And then he came in contact with another couple that were jobless. And before long, the couples were jobless, and then they started going again to the same church that his neighbor was going. And he was observing to see what was going on, how this would turn out. And before long, the wife got some job. And, and, and things were, were getting better. And the fellow started doing one thing after the other. And before long, he saw that this man, the husband of the one, bought a Mercedes Benz. And the Muslim man said, there is something happening in that church. I'm going to church. He went to church. He went to church. And got saved. Amen. Just observing God taking pleasure in a third world country in his people. Pulling somebody who is jobless and helping them to do well. Please give me Isaiah chapter 2. Amen. Isaiah chapter 2. Verse 3. Let's understand what God is doing. Amen? And don't get religious on Him. Because He wants to bless you. And if you don't know Him, give Him your life today. Turn your life over to Him. Tell Him, God, I'm not playing games. I'm coming with everything I got. You can have all of me. I want to have all of you. I want to be blessed on the earth. When God pulls you to Himself, He beautifies you. Why he wants the world to see what he's doing in your life so that they begin to say there is something going on in that church. There is something happening in there. I need that same God because I need blessings. It don't matter what you, whether you are Muslim or Buddhist. Uh, blessing is blessing. Amen. You go after it. Uh, kick that stupid idol off. 
to get this blessing from this God. He went and received Christ. Amen. Look at what it says in Isaiah. Chapter 2 verse 3. Many people shall come and say, Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. They didn't belong to the God of Jacob, but now they've seen the goodness of the God of Jacob. And we will go. He will teach us his ways. And we shall walk in his path. For out of Zion shall go forth the law. And the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. They want to go. They want to go. They say we want to go to the house of your God. Let him teach us his ways. We need to know his ways. We need to have his blessings in our lives. Amen. We need that. Because God will teach his people to profit. You need to renew your mind. Amen. Renew your mind. Change your mind. And I'm going to close with this today. Because it's so important. There is a reason why God wants these finances in your hand as a covenant person. He wants you to have it. How can you do good when you are needing good to be done to you? Because you don't have. But we are created for what? Good works. To take care of the poor. To take care of widows. To feed the homeless. But if you don't have, you are part of the homeless. But that's not done for the child of God. You are different. You have been set apart. God has beautified you. He called you to glorify you. And we are going from glory to glory. You may not be there today. But if you start with these principles that are being taught here. <laughs> yes. 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 Before long, they'll be wondering, what happened to him? Where has he been stealing from? <laughs> What's going on? And you tell them, it's the Lord. They say, yeah, we can understand. We know you're not that smart. Uh, uh, we need to know what's going on. Uh, let this God teach us. Amen. So important. Let me read this for you. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Can I take it just a little bit of time? You don't mind? Uh, you won't be mad at me? Okay, just a little bit of time and I'll close, okay? It's so important. You see, my heart, when you prosper, my job is gone. Amen? And you need to understand, when God is meeting your needs, ooh, oh, you don't want anything to disturb that channel, right? So you want to stay straight. When I was newly saved... The joy of the Lord came into my heart. And every time I thought something bad to do it, the joy evaporated. So I decided I don't need all that bad stuff. I need to keep this joy. Amen. So I, I, I had to let go of this stuff. Let go of this wickedness. Because every time I thought about those things, uh, something came on my joy. The same thing. When God begins to bless you and people begin to see what God is doing, you have no time for all that stupid stuff. Amen. You're keeping the channel open. And that's what the Bible tells us about Jesus. That God will make him eat honey 
butter and honey, that he may choose, that he may know to choose the good and to refuse the evil. If Jesus needed to eat butter and honey for him to know to choose, I need it more. Amen? I need it. And let me read this and I'll close, okay? Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 7 through 10. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. How many want to go into that good land? Oh, yes. The Lord your God. Right now, because of what you're hearing today, God, if you accept the word of God, God is beginning to bring you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity. No scarcity. That's the land. That's the will of God. You want to know God's will for your life? He wants you not to know lack. That's the land he wants to bring you into. Amen. Amen. He wants to bring you into that place without scarcity. In which you will lack what? Nothing. That's God speaking to you. God doesn't need the U.S. economy to bring you to this land. God doesn't need a president to bring you to the land if you are a covenant person. God doesn't need the economy of the world or president or the uh, senate. He doesn't need anybody. He needs no man to fulfill his covenant over your life. He is talking to covenant people. If you are a covenant child of God, he said, I'm bringing you to a good land. When there is farming, you increase when it's over. That's what God says. That's why we can shout for joy. That's why we can be glad. Because we know he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his saints. He does. Let's not get religious where we forget that this is the word of the Lord. We go by his word, not how we feel. We stand on his word. And let him fulfill his word. And as we speak his word, the world can see we are speaking his word. And so when it happens, they know the source. And they turn to that source. When you are looking at your own situation, you're looking at your own resources, you have forgotten the Lord God of Israel. Whom, with whom you have a covenant. When you're thinking of your own abilities. And how can God open the door for me? I'm so much in debt. How can I ever get out? Team up with the Lord God of Israel. He'll take you from the land of bondage. He'll bring you by and by 
to a land flowing with milk and honey where there is no scarcity and there is no lack. If you're depending on yourself, you've missed it. But if you're depending on him, there are things that he will need from you. We'll talk about that when I talk about labor. Amen? Two kinds of labor. Amen? Two kinds of labor. But I guarantee you, if you follow that, this, this principles, I talk about principle because that's what I, when I read the word, that's all I want to get. I don't want a good sermon. That's good for the ear. Give me something I can believe in that will make me stand up inside of me and know my future is bright. And so when I sleep, I know I have entered into his rest. There may be all turmoil around me like Jesus had, but he was sleeping. He knew his destiny was secure. That's what we need. That's what we need. Not religion, Christ and his word. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God is a no respecter of persons. If you believe these principles today and you stand up inside and you say, I'm going with God. Watch me. <laughs> Before long, they'll be saying, boy, something is going on. Amen. And that's for every one of us. Amen. That's for every one of us. Every one of us. Forget about your own resources. We're coming to that. You give him the little you have. Amen. And let him take it. He won't keep it. He'll give it right back to you. But when he's over, you go home with 12 baskets full. Amen. Bow your heads this morning. Bow your head this morning. You see, you need to be a covenant person. You need to go all the way. You're here and you've been playing games with God. He knows it. Maybe that's why things are so difficult. You can't even understand his word. You haven't really committed your life to God. But you're here this morning and say, Pastor, I need to know him. I need to know Jesus. I want to give you this opportunity to put your hand up. Stay where you are. Put your hand up before God. Do you see your hand? Thank you. He'll see your hand. Tell him, I need you. If you are here, put your hand up. Say, I need Jesus. I want him to make me great. Put your hand up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Put your hand up. Be serious with God. Be serious with God. Let him carry you. You can't carry yourself. You see somebody trying to carry himself? <laughs> you can't carry yourself. You need somebody to carry you when things are really tough. You need God. Thank you. Put your hands down. I need you to say this simple prayer. Receiving Christ fully into your life and saying, God, I'm going all the way. I'm not playing games anymore. I'm going all the way. I'm going all the way with my God. If no one comes, I'm going. If my husband doesn't come, I'm going. He'll find out later. He'll know. <laughs> yeah, if my wife doesn't come, I'm going. If I, she'll find out later. When they begin to see the goodness of God in your life. 
Say with me, Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life. I need your fullness in my life. I believe your word. I know your word will come to pass in my life. Let me see your words come to pass in my life before I vacate this earth. I want to see it for your glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Stand up with me this morning. Make a commitment to your Lord God. It may start small, but it's just the beginning. The scripture says the end is always better than the beginning. So don't worry about where you are. But commit to God today, and God will show himself big in your life. Amen? He loves you dearly. I pray for you, because God has brought us together. And I encourage you. I believe God is showing me things that I'm going to be teaching you. Stay with us. Amen? Stay with us. Let God pour into your life. And see what God will do in your life. I've seen it here. I've seen people's lives. As God has blessed them. So much financially. I heard somebody. is probably going to be sharing with us. God is blessing him so much. Uh, he has one full time job. And he's making up to maybe 40,000. In a part time job. Where he don't have to do much. Because of a total commitment to God. That's God. That's the God we serve. We need the blessing in our heart. I'm going to share with you next week why God wants you to have it. To do good. And for his covenant. Lift up your hands to the Lord this morning. Again, I said, if you don't have a desire, if your desire is so little, your God is so small. <laughs> But if your desire is big, then believe him and leave this house of God smiling. Say to that dirt, the dirt that you have, God's going to take care of you. I know it. <laughs> Say to your troubles, you see, I am magnifying God because he's prospering me. And I'm glad. Father, you see your hands of your people today. They are blessed. They cannot be cursed. Everyone here who's accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, they are blessed according to your word. And the word of God, your word says, the blessings of the Lord makes one rich. And it doesn't add any sorrow to it. So we thank you for your, your great word. Your word that can accomplish all things. We give you praise today. In Jesus name. And everyone said. God bless you. We dismiss. My angel and I my wife will be here. If you visit or you want to talk.